The following program is rated TV MALV. It contains strong language, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Christmas Barflies, welcome to the Barfly Tailgate Show. You already know it's done by Barflies for Barflies and all the other Bears fans out there. What's going on, fellas? Merry Christmas. Chris Watts out in his mom's study reading some books. How you doing, brother? <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, gentlemen. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great, mate. Yeah, sorry I missed the show last week, but I had the, the touch of the old man flu, so... Uh, Yes, that, that that took me at least a week to get over. So, uh, no, it's great to be here. It's great to see you boys. And uh, there's plenty to talk about as well after that Cleveland game. So, yeah, Merry Christmas to everybody in the chat. And let's have a good year. Yeah, like I told you guys or before we got on, the Bears will only allow us to have one good week before they let us down again. My man Tooch is in here. What's going on, brother, if you want to bring in your yeah. guest? Merry Christmas. Uh, I got my partner from uh, Weekend Sports Betting Tips, Anthony Iglesi, PoundedSports.com. He and I both uh, are partners on PoundedSports.com, uh, offering uh, advice for uh, sports betting. And, and Aaron is uh, – Anthony, Aaron's, Aaron's a new uh, – a sports better on DraftKings. Oh boy, poor guy. <laughs> and, poor guy. And, wow. <laughs> Chris, Chris is a big uh, Bears fan. He lives in in Yorkshire, England. And okay. uh, uh, Anthony grew up on the south side of, of Chicago, uh, and is a Bears fan as well. Uh, but he's also a Bears realist, like cool. myself. <laughs> but uh, any anything uh, uh, on today's game, Anthony? I know, uh, man. I this, the Bears just don't blow teams out, you know. So it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a I good really game. I, I, I'm on the over uh, 43 points. That, that's my uh, one of one of the plays I gave out to clients. Um, and uh, uh, the, the, the the Cardinals ran for 234 yards against the 49ers last week. So what are your thoughts on the game? No, I think it's going to be a great game. I don't think it's either team has an edge. I mean, the only edge really is the Bears playing in Soldier Field. I mean, I think as we all know, the Bears play a whole different type of football in Soldier Field. Um, I think it's uh, – thank you. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. I mean, if they can contain Kyler Murray because he extends plays and makes plays even more happen, it's it's 
it's one of those games where I mean I can't I mean it's hard to say I look forward to this game more than the Browns game. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Well, I, I gotta ask you first and foremost: <laughs> if you're from the South Side, are you a White Sox fan? Oh or... no, I'm a Cubs fan. I was like one of like only three <laughs> Cubs fans in my entire high school. I can't tell you how many times I got jumped in high school because my, I was a uh, Cubs fan. My father-in-law is from Harvey, and his whole family are Cubs fans, and he talks about that all the time, how he was, like, one of the only Cubs fans on the South Side. That know, was my nickname. Just... My nickname was Cubs. Like, Cubs! I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, at least you picked the right oh. team. Um, oh, yeah. I, yeah, like like Tooch said, I'm just getting into sports betting. I live in Kentucky, so it recently okay. got passed uh, and legalized, and I downloaded the DraftKings app. They gave me all the bonus bets, and and that's how they get you. You know, they're like you're like it's yeah. free money. I might as well. So, yeah. well, uh, if you want if you want easy money, I mean, if you see the Bears up like two touchdowns, seventeen points, you know what to do in the second half. Yeah, I mean, I don't need to tell on. you. <laughs> just take the other team in the take second the Cardinals half. In the second know the Bears half. coaching just. You know, I mean, like we, I, USF a few years ago, there used to be an inside joke here in Tampa. How, uh, all USF knew how to do is just run it up the middle, run it up the middle. Third and 10, run it up the middle. So it's basically the same thing with the Bears. Oh, we're up two touchdowns. We're good, guys. Just run it up the middle. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. conservative play calling. Just It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. I, I think the Bears will win, but I I, I, I think the Cardinals are going to cover four. I think it'll be a, a tight game. I think so, too. You know? I think the Cardinals are going to make a run for it at the end of the game if if they're not winning already. It comes down to how good are the Bears in covering Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's a whole other animal. They haven't faced anything like it all year. I mean, probably the closest was Patrick Mahomes, and we saw how that turned out. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't turn out like that today. And, yeah. and the, the t- tight ends have destroyed the Bears. The Cardinals have a really good one. I was just going to say, Trey McBride, they're going to have to contain him because he's basically all they really have, him and Rondale Moore. Uh, Trey McBride's their number one guy, him and James Conner, and James Conner's a beast. I mean, I'm pretty confident they could stop James Conner being in Chicago, but uh, McBride just comes out of nowhere. He's like the who's the guy they had who went to Philly or came from Philly? I forgot his name. Uh, uh, Zach Ertz. Yeah, he's like the the new upcoming Zach Ertz. It's the best way I could really put it. Zach Ertz would just come out of nowhere and make these great grabs, and no was, one really knows about Trey McBride right now. But if you watch we, Cardinals games, we saw what Njoku did last week against us. Yeah, the Njoku's just he a fun dude. I mean, on TV, he looks like he's seven foot. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, what an athlete. You throw the ball any in the area, and he's going to catch it. That's so. Just has to put it all together. He hasn't had two quarterbacks. Yeah. It takes like two, a, three guys to knock that guy to down. Him. Yeah. All they can do is push him out of bounds. They couldn't tackle him. Yep. That's uh, why he was so good. Can we, uh, so a running debate here. In, in the bar room is uh, uh, trading Justin Fields next year, sticking with Justin Fields. We, Likely we'll have the Panthers' number one overall pick. And uh, uh, people are calling for Caleb Williams. For me, he, he's a little short. For uh, I don't like drafting short quarter. We saw what Bryce Young has done in Carolina. People seem to love Caleb Williams. They want to reset at quarterback. If you're Bears GM, what are you doing? I'm trading the first-round pick. You're That's trading, what I'm trading I'm trading the first-round pick. We, don't, we have a quarterback. He's got experience. He just needs weapons. So the first two what first two three years of his career he had no offensive line, 
and he had no receivers. This is the first year he's actually got a wide receiver to throw to. Name one guy besides Darnell Mooney. I mean, come on. That dude's like a number four receiver on any other team to throw to. He's their ace, Allen Robinson. He's like a 20 career catches in the, in a season now on Pittsburgh. I mean, I don't want no Caleb Williams. I mean, I saw an interview today with Justin Fields, and he was like hinting that his days in Chicago were already done. So, I mean, I hope, I hope that was the wrong yeah. hint. But we're so close. We finally have a defense, and this is the first time in all season. I mean, you know, Tooch, I've been trashing Eberflus all year. I, keep Eberflus, <laughs> keep the defensive coordinator, just get rid of the stupid offensive coordinator. That's all they need. I, I think just, I'm getting rid of Eberflus, so close. Too. I just – I know the defense has played really well, but look at all the pieces that Ryan Poles has given him on that defense. Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards – drafting guys in the secondary you brought in montez sweat which has completely changed the defense yeah i feel like you can get another coordinator that's still going to run a four three that could kind of pick up mm-hmm. the slack a little bit and still run that defense i'm i'm out on Eberflus. uh i just i thought he saved his job against detroit but last week losing to the browns the way they lost to the browns that's three games where they've lost double digit leads in the fourth quarter with a defensive-minded head coach and that's the play calling it comes that's what i'm that Mm. it goes right back to the play calling yeah you can't really blame the defense when the defense was on the field the entire second half the defense is tired i don't care Mm. how good your defense is when you're on the field for majority of the time you're going to be tired you're going to lose a step you're going to i mean Mm. it's no matter what look at the niners defense they give up 20 some points but the, because their offense scores so fast, their defense is on the field longer. They're, they're not that dominant defense at the end of the game. They still give up 20-some points. And, yeah, they won 40-something to 20, but you don't think of those little things. you got to analyze very little things that, hey, the defense gave up 20-some points. Well, the reason they did that was because the offense scored so fast and the defense was out. You put any – I mean, just change the stupid play calling in this fourth quarter. We all saw it coming. They were up 10 going into the fourth quarter. We all saw it coming. Yeah. If you're any smart Bears fan, you saw it. It's like, we're going to be conserved. We're going to blow this. We're going to blow this. Just watch. It was bound to happen. Back door should be open in this one. <laughs> and it's, I think, I mean, I don't. I, I hate to say it, but I don't blame Eberflus on that. But Eberflus has to jump in and be like, hey, you know what? You got to get on that. You got to get more aggressive on offense. We can't be running little screenplays four five times in a row. Well, my man KB had to clean up a little mess, but uh, Merry Christmas, KB. We brought in uh, Tooch and his betting partner, Anthony, and, of course, C-Dub from across the pond. How are we doing this morning, brother? Hey, KB. Nope, 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 nope. Wow. Not that one, KB. Anthony, uh, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan is the cousin of uh, Bears defensive tackle Andrew Billings. Okay, the, uh, nice. the big man in the middle there on the defensive line. But uh, uh, Andrew's yeah. been on the show Try a couple times with, with Aaron and the and the guys. Uh, arguably made a huge impact on the Bears line, especially against the run. And you add Montez Sweat, and the Bears run defense the last five six weeks has been really good, man. One of the better run defenses in the NFL. Uh, if uh, if the, if the Cardinals are going to do stuff, they, they're going to have to uh, they're going to have to uh, uh, 
have Kyler Murray do a little runs and, and, and James Connor uh, is going to have to uh, uh, break out a little bit, but I mean, that it, uh, the Cardinals offensive line is not a good one. <laughs> it comes down to getting off the field on third down. That's the biggest key about going against Kyler Murray. Yep. If you get a third and five, third and eight, you got to get him off the field. You have to, if we're giving up third down conversions after third down conversions, it goes right back to what I was saying. Time of possession. Nobody really thinks about time of possession. That is the most underrated yeah. stat in defense. And people don't realize it. Oh, they got such a good oh, they got such a bad defense. Well, it starts with the offense. If the offensive play calling is bad and you go three and out, three and out, three and out, I don't care how good of a defense you are, you're gonna get tired. It's just like anybody. All right. It's K- KB's we'll try, mic. We'll try robot KB again. <laughs> Mike Mike check. Mike check. Very good. I okay, don't know good. what happened originally. But... <laughs> oh, it's, it's these headphones that are trash. And it's, this one is working. So we'll go with that. I got a, I got a question for KB. Um, if uh, what what are the what does Justin Fields have to do in this game to to get people to get fans who are uh, against him on on his side? I, at this point, I don't think it's anything he can do. Uh, I would say there's nothing short of that man going out throwing 500 yards, 10 touchdowns every game for fans to be like, oh wait, he could be something. But uh, it was the Cardinals, they'll say, right? Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be it's the Cardinals. Uh, I mean, we were already anticipating that they did beat the Browns. Was uh, that that game was absolute travesty. Uh, it was well the car the the Browns are hurt, so that's the only reason why he beat them. Uh, I like I said, I don't think there's anything he can do at this point. People are gonna hate the man because they don't feel he's done enough or he hasn't come along. You'll bring up the eight and whatever record, which is the dumbest quarterback stat on earth because the team, the team stat. Yeah. Uh, and plus, you, I don't see how you ever hold your first year against somebody where he didn't take snaps with the first team at all. Uh, came in and with inept coaching. Uh, then you have a second year where they gut an entire roster and basically tell this man to play mad. Worst roster say, in the NFL last year. At, at all, period. And it, it, it got the number one pick legitly for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you so you told this man to go win games, and you have to you have to be honest. For five or six games straight, the one thing I did not hear was that Justin Fields had that offense being one of the top five scoring offenses in the league for five weeks, and then it just it just pittered out. Yeah, the Magic ran out, or whatever the case may be. Man got tired. We saw it in the game versus Detroit after the first big run he had. He's holding us after the game. He was wore out. Uh, that's that's the the toll of trying to carry a bad team, a bad organization, a bad coaching staff. Uh, then this year we all expected something to be great, and it's not what it's supposed to be. But in defense of, I don't want to I don't want to make this all about me trying to defend Fields because Fields does have his his his, his warts. He does. But you give him DJ Moore, you have an offensive line that's been in flux for most of the year. He has it's had his little streak of being healthy but then the biggest the biggest mistake the biggest word whatever you want to call it man the, the offensive play call guess he can't call plays i'm i'm at this point i'm a thousand percent sure of that he is not a play caller maybe he's a good quarterback coach maybe that should be his thing he shouldn't be calling plays at all he does no favors for fields i i don't see any situational awareness 
I, I see dumbass plays in 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 just bad bad situations, man. So I don't think he can do anything else. I do not think that another quarterback fixes this, and I think we just stay in the same perpetual bullshit mode that we've been in for the last 10, 15 years. What What do you guys think of Jalen Hurts as a quarterback? <laughs> you, you like Jalen Hurts? Anybody? Jalen Hurts is fine. He fits that like Eagles that. system. This is but... uh. Last week versus the the Seahawks. Every quarterback is going to have games like that, though. Exactly. Every quarterback is going to yeah. have bad games. But 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 Justin Fields isn't allowed to have games like that. No, because he's criticized and because of his career record, everybody's already sold off mm-hmm. on him. I mean, again, he has no offensive line, no receivers. This is the first year he's actually got a decent offensive line. He's got one wide receiver. He still doesn't have an offense. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You get another quarterback, you're starting all over. It's you're starting all over. Throw a whole, throw a whole other mm-hmm. year out down the window, and then we're going to be talking about how bad mm-hmm. he is. Exactly. I mean, you put any mm-hmm. other quarterback in the league in this system with that offensive line with one wide receiver, they're going to struggle just as much. The only difference between Fields and another quarterback, mm-hmm. this guy can create and extend plays with his legs. Yep, you can take it to the house. He hasn't housed anything, though, this I mean, season, you know? <laughs> but people only look at the career numbers. It's not fair to the kid. Yeah. He's uh, working his butt off, and he gets no credit. It's so tantalizing, the, the physical uh, uh, skills, the, the attributes, the speed, you know, uh, the rushing ability. Uh, he's got a big arm at times. He's dropped some nice, beautiful passes in the bucket, deep passes. Yeah. Uh, the inability to uh, put it all together. Some of the blame lies with Fields. Of course, he's young. He's only 24 years old. And uh, a lot of it, to me, has been has been coaching. Uh, he came in. He came his first season. He had a lame duck coach in Matt Nagy. Everyone knew Matt Nagy was gone. Uh, that was his very first year in the NFL. Uh, and then uh, second year, he had the worst roster in the NFL with learning a brand new system with Luke Gibbs. I don't want to make excuses, but we have to at least consider the context. Yeah. And uh, uh, this year was his second year in Luke Getz's, uh, uh system. And ar- arguably, the, the offense has not been coordinated well. Uh, if you saw J.T. O'Sullivan's mm-hmm. breakdowns of a lot of uh, uh, Bears games, receivers were in the wrong spots. Uh, offensive line missed assignments. They weren't blocking uh, as they should have been. And that also is coaching. It takes a lot to coordinate 11 guys in an offense. And I tell you, if Justin Fields were to go to a team with a situation uh, where they do have good coaches, they do have good personnel, uh, a lot of people would be, you know, damn it, we really F that up. Imagine Fields in Houston with all those young receivers with, I mean, Great coaching. I mean, you got great coaching because they really just playing with a bunch of young college, new upcoming players. They're a bunch of nobodies, but they're turning into somebodies with a great coaching. And when you have a bad offensive coordinator, it's it trickles down. Yep. What do you? We haven't heard from Chris. (laughs) What are you thinking, Chris? I mean, I mean, uh, regarding regarding fields, uh, I mean, I'm quite. Oh yeah, regarding Justin Fields, I'm quite happy. I think really we need to give him at least another year. It's like what you guys have said. If we can surround him with better weapons through the draft and free agency, there's still got quite a bit of cap money left then. I think he's definitely worth keeping another year. But after that, then really we've got to be involved because you can't really let one player hold a club to a host. You know, we can't have the club being held hostage over one player about which way the club's going to go, which direction it's going to go. And I think a well 
A lot of that's to do with, you know, are they going to bring back the Kurtz this year? Are they going to bring back Eva Fluss but not Getze? Are they gonna, I mean, I think if they get a new coach, then I think they might draft a new quarterback so they can both start together. And then we are sort of going backwards, but how much are we really going backwards? Because the results that's, have that's been a big terrible over these last two years. So, yep. how, so say, say if we do start again with a, a new head coach and a new quarterback, is that is that really stepping back? Because really gets in regards what happens, he's got to go at the end of the year because his play calling is terrible. He sort of starts off really well, put his scripted plays. You know, the offense looks yep. really good for about the first sort of 25 players. And then after he's come off his scripted plays, he seems to lose confidence. He doesn't get into rhythm. He doesn't he don't, he don't do a play to get another play off that play. So um, <laughs> it's just going to be really interesting, boys, what's going to happen this, this season because there's so many ways this franchise could be going by April next year. We could be in a completely different direction. So, um, yeah, regarding fields, I'd say give him one more year and give him the support he deserves. But after that, if it don't work out after his next season, then surely we've got to move on from the guy now. Yeah, I don't know how enthusiastic fans are going to be about resetting at the quarterback position. We just we're still in the middle of a rebuild, you know, because uh, uh, you know what you have with Fields. You don't know what you're going to get with either May or Williams. Plus, you're expanding a giant. You you, you can't trade out of that first slot if you're going to take a quarterback, you know, and, and build up uh, other picks. But uh, uh, definitely, that's the intriguing question in the offseason. What are they going to do? Are they going to keep Getz? Are they going to keep Flus? Are both the coaches gone? Is Justin Fields gone? Uh, to me, uh, it, it's so hard to uh, – uh, and Aaron will be right back. I just got a text from him. He's gonna. He's got some technical difficulties. Hey, Anthony, if you have to leave, just let us know. Uh, yep. Any uh, any thoughts on the on the, any any plays for today's uh, Bears Cardinals? Bears first half. Bears first half has been a great bet all season. Uh, it's minus two and a half. Kind of like that play too, Anthony. I would like, ride it because yeah. I mean, if the Bears can defense can force a turnover, I mean, we're going to get points out of it. Santos is pretty much automatic. I mean, that was one of their that was one of the best things that happened all year was an extension from him. Yeah, he's got new paper. <laughs> it's huge to get a kicker. People yeah. don't realize getting a kicker is the most yeah. is a very underrated position. Yeah. But the only thing that worries me about Santos is I've been I've told you this numerous times, Tooch, is his um way of uh hitting 50 plus yards with yep. santos you got to get it at 49 and below for the most part but yeah yeah he uh he's been hit or miss uh from 50 and, yeah. and beyond but uh he's been better this year from that from from distance yeah he's gotten better i will say he's that his better. 50 plus yarder has been a lot better than previous years because before it was like he just didn't have the leg so whatever he's doing is he's well he earned the money let me tell you that he earned the money mm. Yep, and again, if you got to take off, Anthony, let us know. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna head out right now, actually. All right, thanks for dropping by. Good having you guys. Thank my you partner me. on uh, weekend Good sports betting about. tips Friday nights uh, with uh, uh, Sean Higgs as well. Uh, and uh, uh, I want to ask KB, uh, how enthusiastic are Bears fans going to be to reset again at quarterback? Uh, worth it? Uh, uh, you know, all sorts of uh, uh, questions this off season, but that's a huge one. It's, it's all over the place, right? We got, I, I've seen anywhere from chats being 100% against fields. I've seen anywhere from 
you know what I'm saying, the tweets and the Facebook posts and the media saying it's just hitting heads. And then I, you see people make polls and say, hey, who should we keep? And over 74% said we should move up here. Yeah. So all that tells me is that nobody fucking knows what they want to do. Uh, what it tells me <laughs> is that fans are divided, like always. Uh, yeah. Everybody's going to be divided. It's, it's, a, it's a divisive topic. You don't know if you should reset, you know, you know, people, you get the whole Caleb Williams is the is the generational talent, which is, I, I think, complete utter bullshit. Uh, but then again, you get the, the steady growth. The, the one thing I want people to sit and realize, Jordan Love didn't come into the league throwing for over 4,000 yards and going to probably end up with 30 touchdowns, whatever the case may be. He sat behind Aaron Rodgers for three years. Justin Fields played for three years on two really fucking bad teams. Yeah. And this year is finally starting to get into his own and start to learn how to be a player in his league, especially at, at being a player dealing with the media in Chicago. So now we have three years versus three years. You have somebody just sat and did not throw a pass for real. It was, it was garbage time where somebody was hurt compared to this guy has been trying to win games with nothing. Uh, you've asked somebody to be Superman for so long. You asked, you didn't ask the man if he had a cape. It's that, it's that argument to me. Why are we trying to kill the man after three years then? Yeah, three years on one side, people telling me, okay, yeah, this guy's going to be the best quarterback in the NFC right now or the NFC North. You have three years of this kid playing. To me, his ups are up. Yeah, he has down, but he has ups that are amazing. They, they're that Cam Newton argument where He's that playmaker. It's not the it's not the argument of, oh, he's just going to be a trailer. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be the train that pulls the trailer. Yeah. I just feel that he he, he needs the coaching. You see it in, in Houston with Stroud. He has the coaching. You you see it in the San Francisco. He has scored the, the, the coaching and the roster. That, that roster is immaculate top to bottom. Lamar Jackson, same deal. Just the coaching. Yeah, your coaching has to be better. It matters. I don't I've said this many a times. Coaching yep. matters. Yep. We've seen it the year the Saints did not have Sean Payton. They were a mid-team. They were they weren't good. He comes back the next year, they win 10 plus games. They got Drew Brees. Your, yep. Your your coaching really matters, man. That's yep. that is the biggest thing to me. Uh like I said before, I I didn't want to talk about drafting until we were statistically out of the race. Because, like I said, if we still have something to fight for, then you need to pull behind whoever the hell the team is. Right now, I know it's, it's looking real grim, but I'm still kind of standing on business, bro. Uh, I, I don't, I don't want to see no other quarterbacks in here next year. I'm, I'm, I've told y'all most of the time, I'm not a fan of Caleb Williams. I do not think the kid has the mental to deal with Chicago. You see, he's already backing out of press yeah. conferences at USC. Wait till he has a string of bad games in Chicago, and then the entire world comes for him and says, "Why aren't you good?" That'll uh, be in his contract. And he, he hasn't said he's leaving either. He exactly. might stay. He might stay another year. Right. Yeah. So, like I say, I I don't like the mentality aspect of this. I don't. I don't think Drake May is going to be anything. I would rather stick this out another year with Fields. You yeah. figure out what the hell you're going to do. Then, if it doesn't work out this year. Statistically, you might have the you might have the capital to trade back and do what you need to do, you know, or trade up to get a quarterback, whatever the case may be. 
So I like I say it's a divisive topic. I know I was all over the place with it, man. Well, but, let me let me tell you one thing that uh, a rookie quarterback has only taken a team to a Super Bowl one time in NFL history. That's Dan Marino. And you know, there's there's no Dan Marino in this draft. At all. Can I just say that? I'll put I'm gonna throw that out there. But <laughs> there's no Dan Marino in this draft. It's a it's a lot of things that go against against a rookie. That yeah. come, especially coming to Chicago. Yeah. And so I, you have the weather, you have the field, you have the 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 climate. That was 40 years ago, too. I mean, yeah, it's it, a it's a totally different NFL with d- better athletes all around. You know, better athletes, you know, better uh, sports medicine, better sports science, um, different rules almost that favor the uh, passing game now. So uh, if uh, and less time to throw the ball than you did in college. I'll tell you that right now, man. Yeah. You know, uh, I, Caleb Williams I, runs I, around with six to seven seconds, you know, yeah, to throw I, the ball. I'm sitting there watching this guy play and you hear people saying he operates best out of schedule, all schedule. Okay, so that tells me he's going to be doing the exact same thing that Fields is doing. So you're telling me that when Miles Garrett is coming off the edge, that this kid that I, I've said before, and I have, I've had people come from me on Twitter when I say that he's going to measure probably closer to five foot eleven than six foot. Oh my God, you you have no basis, bro. I've seen the tweet. People have been talking about this. This is a legit issue for Caleb Williams. He might not be as big as people think he is. So you tell me that this kid who's not as not the athlete that feels is, y'all they want they talk up the big arm and the wondrous plays. He's Mahomes S. Mahomes only works in Kansas City because it's it's Andy Reid in Kansas City. You're not putting Mahomes in the in the in the in the, on the Chicago Bears and saying, hey, you're gonna dance around back there and just throw and make plays. He's not gonna do that. We're not we're not the same team. So I I guess I, I just I just don't see the benefits of, of moving off the kid for anybody with the same play style and this way smaller. I don't see it. No, I uh, I, I agree with you, KB. I I think what sort of really gets me is his mentality as well. That like you say, like you know, the things what he's doing now at USC is certainly not going to occur in the NFL. And like obviously, if he comes to the Bears and you know we have a bit of a rough start with him, is he going to be you know professional enough to handle the losses? And face up to the media like Justin has had to do over the last sort of two years. So I'm very much in the same uh, thought pattern as you, KB. Uh, someone in the chat room said Russell Wilson made it as a Super Bowl. That would be 2012, but I don't remember if he was a rookie that year. Do you guys remember? I know they went on a run. They were six and five. He definitely, he definitely won. This. He definitely won a rookie. He wasn't a rookie in 2012, but I don't remember. No. I was gonna say, wasn't wasn't that the his rookie year? They were like eight and eight or some shit. Yeah. I, I could have sworn they finished like fucking very close to fifty percent, fifty halfway. Like, no, they, they didn't make it no closer to no fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> that was a, a legion of 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 boom. They they went to in two thousand and thirteen, which I think was his second year, and they won, right? Yeah, I so it was either that or the next year after that. It was the yeah. second season, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Uh, no, definitely, definitely won in rookie year. Yeah, it was the second then, season, two thousand thirteen. Yeah, and even then, if this this is this is something I, I want to say real quick. If you put Russell Wilson and when he was coming out compared to what Caleb Williams is now, bro, I this this is my point I'm making. 
when Russell Wilson came out, I saw Russell Wilson play in college. I watched his film. I said he was going to be a lot better than he was in college at the next level. Me and my friend had this conversation for the fucking longest because he was like, oh, we were talking about quarterbacks who, who could be the starter. I said, bro, Russell Wilson's going to end up taking that job. I, I guarantee you, he was too talented. Watching Caleb, I don't, I don't see nearly the same correlation. I see somebody that's playing backyard football compared to somebody who's playing in structure and look like they were a pro-style ready quarterback. That's what Russell Wilson is. Caleb Williams is not that. Yeah, uh, Russell Wilson seems to be a little bit uh, more more of a, a, a better student of the game thus far. I mean, I'm saying Caleb Williams can't become that, but Caleb Williams does have arm talent. You know, uh, see what Aaron just texted me. Hopefully, he's coming back. AC, he's a star of the show. He said he had to restart his router. So, uh, you guys are stuck with Tooch here. Uh, I'm sorry, did I miss a question from you, uh, Chris, while I was looking up Russell Wilson. <laughs> No, 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 I don't think so. No, no, no. Okay. Still, all right. Uh, I was gonna say you, we know we all know that we we the we the pips when it comes to uh, AC. He he glad it's night. This is <laughs> this is his show. Uh, we're all background dancers. Right, young, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the younger generation won't get that. But I used to have a forty-five of uh, the night the lights went out in Georgia. I used to spin all the time when I was probably six, seven, eight years old. You know. <laughs> Forty. We used to have, I used to have forty fives, man, back then. You know, a little disc with a big hole, forty five oh, yeah. RPM. Uh, yep, that was one in my uh, rotation. Uh, my my fear is, look, uh, if we uh, do reset at the quarterback position, uh, it would be you know the Bears trade Fields, draft Caleb Williams. Uh, Fields goes to a good team, <laughs> uh, goes to a good team that knows what to do with him, has good coaches. You know, and they're a perennial playoff team, and they come back and pound the crap out of the Bears every time he's in town. And then uh, uh, Caleb Williams play uh, when he's a Bear, he gets the Justin Fields treatment from fans. You know, basically we're, we're basically repeating, and then uh, regresses. Then fans will be calling for uh, the backup, whether it's uh, uh, Tyson Bagent or someone else. And then uh, Caleb will be playing his fourth season. Under a rookie contract being evaluated by whoever follows Ryan Poles as GM. You know, that's my fear, KB. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, look, brother, I I I think the argument could be made both ways, man. I it's funny because I, you know, certain people on the network kind of felt like that's what was gonna happen with uh the Trubisky situation, right? Yeah. He's gonna go to he's gonna go to Pittsburgh, he's gonna light it up with Pittsburgh because he's a lot better than what he he was right. showing here. And it was automatic. Listen, I'm not on this kid's team. I I don't think I don't think we should have got rid of him. We should have kept him. We should have just brought in a new staff. Blah blah. And then it was oh well, no, he he does suck. He's not he's not yeah. good at all. <laughs> and I I think there's a little there's a little bit of an argument to be made that maybe that, that does happen with Fields too. Who knows? You know that's why this is such this is such a crapshoot. The, the NFL game is not a hundred percent accurate. You don't know. Who's good and who's gonna? Who's not gonna be good? Uh, <laughs> like I said, Fields can go there and go to a different team and absolutely be trash. He, he could be what everybody says he is. We can draft Caleb Williams, Drake May, whoever the case may be, and they come yeah. in and they be trash. <laughs> so, and then we're we, we're doing a Spider Man meme where we're sitting there pointing at each other. You know, you're you're, you're us. Yeah, we we were the stupid team. Uh, it's 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 hard, man. I. 
it's, 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 it's going to be a really hard decision, my post. Like I said, I think the position is you stay with Fields. I think if they did, I don't think he would be in position to be fired. I think that that'd be a, a hard conversation had by everybody at Hallis Hall. Uh, yeah. I, but it's I, – I don't know, man. I don't – I think if you had Andrew Luck come out this year, I think everybody would probably be on board at that point. You know what I'm saying? I think everybody would say, you know what? This kid is is too hard to pass up. I just it, I, it's not this draft though. It's I mean, not we can't we can't talk up every year somebody be too hard to pass up. Is my thing. You can't. Bryce Bryce Young's kind of poisoned the well a little bit, but I'm gonna bring Gladys Knight in for, for a little bit here. The, the pips were missing you. Man. There you go, right there, bro. Listen, we we were struggling on stage. We we ran out of material. Yo, said, we 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 went back to this one move right town. here. Yep. You know, uh, uh, what a, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna answer uh, 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 Shorty's question here uh, with a smart ass answer. Joe Flacco, 375 yards against the Bears last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Former first round pick went to another team. Baker Mayfield bur- burning it up right now in Tampa yep. Bay. You know, I, yeah. yeah sorry, guys. Year, was... Arguably, comeback player of the year for Mayfield. Yeah, they usually give that to someone who was injured, yeah. but yeah. Uh, I could I could see him making an argument for it. Yeah, I was I was sitting here on the Matt show and Stafford. everybody froze. Matt Stafford. Yeah, yeah, Matt Stafford for sure. That's a that's a good one right there, man. The guy looks awesome, rejuvenated in L.A. with great with great coaches. I mean, Sean McVay probably one of the best coaches in the NFL. But he's an offensive mind. Yeah, eleven of the fourteen playoff teams, I'm pretty sure, have offensive head coaches. And we have a defensive head coach. I, I, and I I just – the defenses look fine under him now. I mean, great, you know. But Yeah, doesn't it make you wonder what the hell Alan Williams was doing when he was man. here besides surfing porn? You know, I don't know. In his yeah. office. <laughs> he was so conservative on the field. It's kind of crazy that he was not so conservative off of it. I did, know? yeah. Right, he, he was tickling his pickle in the back room. That's what it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Choking the chicken. Choking his meat. <laughs> That's an awesome one, Cam. I'll have to use that one. <laughs> Jerking his gherkin. Isn't that what uh, Joe Dirk said? Pull it in. Um, yeah, uh, pull it in. I, I, don't, I, I don't think uh, uh, the Justin Fields situation or the, or the draft pick Situation should preclude the Bears from drafting a quarterback in this draft. There are some good ones out there. You know, uh, you're arguably we're not going to get any of the top three in the first round. That would be silly. But uh, Brady, no one's talking about Brady Cook on Mizzou. And then uh, uh, you could have, have you seen Joey Aguilar of Appalachian State? This kid threw 40 touchdowns. I watched two lines, not too bad either. Exactly. There's some late round picks that could uh, come in here and, uh, uh, a challenge for back backup or or uh, come in and start uh, if the starter is injured. What do you think about uh, Kirk Cousins signing him? He's from Barrington, Illinois. I mean, Kirk Cousins is a good dude, but I don't know if he really moves the needle. You know what I mean? Yeah. To get Bears I, fans excited, we've seen him be me- mediocre. Yeah. Or... Go ahead, Chris. I'm just going to say, and sure that would be a very sort of short-term answer to the, you know, to the problem we've got really. So I can't imagine him 
I can't imagine us having him for more than a year unless you're just going to use him as that sort of bridge uh, quarterback and you're bringing a rookie so he can sort of sit behind him. But I think it costs a lot of money as well. I know like he's one of the top laps for quarterbacks. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just, um, I mean, we're talking about fields. It's sort of like you've got to think, is the ratio all down fields or how much of that ratio is down to the player calling? Because when you do watch back, a lot of the times the players what are designed are not working just due to the players not doing their assignments right as well. So it's yeah. sort of like a massive combination of players not doing the assignments, gets in not really being a play caller, and then the troubles we've had with, with Justin Fields. So it's sort of that this is where these decisions so are because there's so many different factors involved in it. It just feels is bad, you know. The, the OC is just bad. It's a combination of like about three or four things. So, uh, I mean, man, it's such an hard question to answer, man. And it's like I flip flop quite daily, like, you know, a bit like AC one day, I think, let's just get at everybody and start again. And, you know, we're not really losing anything because we've been terrible for the last two years. But then there's a bit of me who goes, oh, but what about Fields just needs an XU? If we get them XU guys around him, and he could be awesome. So I'm glad I'm not making that decision in Chicago this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love Justin. And if you're bringing in a veteran, you threw out the name Kirk Cousins. I was a big fan of Derek Carr before he went to New Orleans this year. Maybe you look that route, but – if I'm bringing one of those guys in, why wouldn't I just stick with Justin? You, the, the issue with Justin is you see flashes, but you also see turning the ball over, you know, things. Uh, I was listening to Hogan Johns, and they put out a stat that in, a, in the last three minutes of a game down at least uh, – or down eight or less – um, Justin Fields has had 20 plus chances to win games, and he's won three of them. And his QBR in that amount of time is like 16. So, when the game's on the line and you turn the ball over to your quarterback, if it's a guy that you want to lead your franchise with, you expect them to step up in those situations. And we're just not seeing it out of him. And for the guy in the chat with TV 17 and a damn goat as his icon. Tyson Bajan didn't do that shit either. That guy was he had more turnovers than Justin did in his he gave he gave away the New Orleans game. Just remember that. He Absolutely. literally gave away the game. Yeah. Feels like I said, I said this last week on the show. Fields plays those four games. Pretty sure we're at least three and one in those games. Because I he he throws for a house party on Carolina. He throws for a house party on the Saints. Probably runs for a house party on them too. The Chargers, Khalil Mack came out and said it. They were well, right, happy to one, play right, Bajan. Yeah, yeah. That that tells me everything I need to know. Yep. But to say uh, Kelly's, I, I think that was the, the person's name who said, how about being not being hyper-focused on quarterback? That brings up a very valid point. Carmen and Yurko had a question on their show saying, would you pick Justin Fields over the backups or something? It was the dumbest question on earth. Because I know I would take Justin Fields over a lot of starters in the league, but you know, whatever. We're gonna, we're gonna compare them to backups. They bring up the Browning kid in in, in, in in Cincinnati, and the rebuttal was Browning has an entire offense around him that makes it hard to not succeed. 
You have T. Higgins. You have Tyler Boyd. You have uh, Jameer Chase. You have – I don't know who their tight end is, but I know they have two really good running backs because I, I love Brown coming out of Illinois. I wish we would have drafted him. I liked him yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, their offensive line might not be that good, but then they have a really good play call. For whatever, for whatever it's worth, that man took a really bad team to the Super Bowl off his play calling in Joe Burrow. Browning has got to sit behind Joe Burrow yeah, and learn an offense. So we're comparing him to a backup, and then we're saying, oh, well, you know what? Why can't he be like him? Why can't we build around him like those teams built around their guys? What's why, the- can't, why can't we do the 49ers route where I just draft so fucking well that it's really hard for a quarterback not to succeed? Did anybody think that Brock Purdy was going to be the next Tom Brady? Because apparently that's what he's doing. He's going to take his team to the fucking Super Bowl because his roster is so fucking good. His roster is fantastic. The offensive line is darn good. The offensive talent is amazing. I mean, the you have coach. like, yeah, the, the coach. Is, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. He's got one of the best offensive minds in the NFL as his head coach. Exactly. Uh, look at look at the skill position players: Debo and Ayuk. At wide receiver, George Kittle at tight end, the best running back in the NFL at running back. Right. You know, I mean, Brock. Purdy, you have one it, of the, one of the best offensive lines. Yeah, a great offensive line, and the defense ain't bad either, man. One of the it's a top, it's a top five defense. I mean, that, arguably the Super Bowl champion this year before the games played. You know, anything can happen. The 49ers are probably the most well-built team in the NFL. Yep. And and yeah. tomorrow night you're probably getting a, a, a preview of Super Bowl, the next Super Bowl. What is, what is the next one? 58? Super Bowl 58. 49ers uh, and Ravens. 49ers, Ravens yep. tomorrow night, man. Uh, yeah. That's a hell of a game. Bro. Yeah. Uh, the, the AFC is so weak that, uh, uh, I mean, the Ravens are a good team. Very well coached. Defense is okay. Uh, offense is okay. But I don't. I don't think they're in the same class as the 49ers. Man. 49ers are the best team in football. But yeah. all these teams that we're talking about, Zach Taylor, offensive mind. Kyle Shanahan, yep. offensive mind. Sean, Sean McVay. McVay, offensive mind. Andy Reid, yep. offensive mind. All these coaches, and, 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 and with a defensive guy, look in Buffalo. They play like we do. You play really yep. good defense, and you ask your quarterback to make – Extravagant 100%. plays, and Josh Allen does it time after time after time. Justin Fields has not been able to do the same thing with a defensive-minded head coach. I think we need an offensive mind in here. When they lose their quarterback, it doesn't all fall apart. Look in Minnesota. They lost Kirk. They brought in Josh Dobbs off the street and won ball games because they have an offensive-minded head coach. Yeah. You look at, at Pittsburgh, it started to fall apart when he lost his starting quarterback and had to had to lean on Trubisky. And Mason Rudolph came in on Christmas Eve and did his thing. You know, they were chanting Mason Rudolph's name in Pittsburgh yesterday. That was crazy to see. But it all comes down to coaching to me. And if I can 100%. see it, there's no way that Ryan Poles can't see it up there in his press box week after week. They, I agree. I But – Eberflus is his hire, you know. What does that say about his judgment, you know? But yeah, I agree. I hundred percent, man. I said on uh, last Bear State of Affairs, I want coaches that contribute to wins instead of losses. 
There are a couple times we should have kicked the field goal in the last game. Arguably, we wouldn't have had to go I for was the Hail Mary. losing yeah. my shit when we didn't kick the field goal at halftime last yeah. week. At least try it. I was like, yeah. you're in the same situation yeah. if he misses the field goal. Yeah. You and, have and the it, same score. I think you got a better chance of kicking the yeah. field goal than you do of converting on a Hail Mary, uh, in the uh, uh, the percentage. You know? The percentage of kicking a long field goal is probably, what, 30%, 40%? A Hail Murray is, what, 5 to 10%? It's just dumb. Go ahead, Chris. And I think it's, well, it's just sort of like some of Eberfuss's decisions, maybe, where he has a, a 320-pound uh, defensive tackle trying to cover a, a tight end who's been burning us all that half as well. And I know, like, a lot of other teams do that, but it's, you've got to have a bit of situational football going on, Coach, because that guy ripping us apart. And then yeah. you put you put Jones on him. Oh, come on, man. You know yeah. what I mean? That, you know, we're, we're still at the game left. Uh, and also, as well, I'm the same with UAC regarding the uh, not going for the field goal at the end of the first half. I mean, I was just going crazy at the TV. And I know Santos has got a nice new sort of contract, but... It does worry me that we can't go any, you know, you need to be within 50 yards to, to even an attempt to field goal. Not able to yeah. get one, but even an attempt now, we have to be 50 yards, you know, within 50 yards for, for the guy to even bother having a go. So I think I think them two decisions, like last week's game, really, really sort of showed even for is probably level of a head coach, I thought, really. And, um, and uh, yeah, and I, I just, I just, I just love to see. I just love to see Fields our offense just have, just just have somebody better calling players for him, man. I mean, I know people go, oh, well, if we start again, he's got to learn a new system. Well, surely he can incorporate the system he's in now with something new. You know, put some, you know, put some new toys in. But um, yeah, it's just uh, I, I'll get. You know what? The more you talk, AC, the more I'm thinking. Fuck it, let's get rid of everybody. And before the show, I was sort of like, oh, yeah, we'll keep kills. But now you're definitely talking into what we're going to lose. What are we going to lose? Yeah, and this guy says, love you as a defensive coach who went to a Super Bowl. Dude, that was 2006. That's nearly 20 years ago. Look at the last five years at the head at the head coach of the, that's winning the Super Bowl. I mean, I just said Andy Reid. You know, the 49ers are there every year, every year. And you talk about who should be coach of the year. To me, it's Kyle Shanahan, hands down. This man loses major pieces to his coaching staff every single every, every This season. year he lost D'Amico yep. Ryans and Bobby Sloak from under him and yep. Mike McDaniel. And he's right. He's still the best team in the league. And my wife's on in the chat. Merry yeah. Christmas, babe. I'll see you after this. She's down there. Cooking and cleaning and getting ready for our, all the things. My, my, my wife's doing the same thing right now. Cooking, cleaning. Yeah, while letting me podcast here. Uh, with the, the the 49ers lost three games in a row a, a few weeks back. That was pro- that might have been the best thing that happened to them. You know, was losing those three games that they could focus, uh, and and now they look uh, uh, darn near unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, they uh, and I think. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. I think Party was a little concussed um, yeah. during that three-game losing streak. Uh, he took a big hit, and then all of a sudden they start. He started forcing the ball into places where it you normally wouldn't see him try to force it. Uh, you know, a lot like Bajant. Um, he looked awfully Bajant-esque 
in those games. And I mean, I, I'm just yep. ready to start over, dude. I, I'm I'm over this being mediocre. Like, it, why is mediocre good enough? Why yeah. are we losing? We yeah. blew the game against Detroit. We blew the game against New Orleans. We blew the game against Denver. We blew the game against Cleveland. Why is mediocre good enough? Why shouldn't we try to be one? Look right up north in Wisconsin. The Green Bay Packers normally are a great team, and they yep. always have an offensive-minded head coach. Yep. Always. You got- Hold on. I just want to say this. The Texans, the Texans have a defensive coach, but you want to know one thing? He's yep. a player's coach who understands yep. today's game. D'Amico Ryans from the 49ers. And he's then they got an offensive play caller who is tailoring his team yep. to his quarterback strengths. Bobby Slow would have thought. <laughs> those are the two guys. That Aaron, Aaron just mentioned those two guys from the 49ers. That's who the Texans hired. He's on my coaching wish list. Uh, It's Jim Harbaugh, number one. It's Bobby Sloak, number two. And then Ben Johnson, who apparently is asking for $15 million a year to be a head coach. That's my list. Uh, Let's just screw it. Let's go around the the room. Tell me your list, your top three wish list. It's Christmas time. Let's make our Christmas list of head coaches. I'll start with Tooch and go down and around. Tooch, give me your your three head coaches, and they can overlap. You don't have to name guys that haven't been named. It doesn't matter. Like as much as I like Jim Harbaugh and how bringing back him would rejuvenate a fan base, bringing in a former player, former Bear. Uh, I think the guy's got undiagnosed autism for some reason. I think he's a little crazy. But uh, uh, man, I, I love uh, I love what Bobby Sloak has done in Houston, but I don't know if he's ready to be a head coach. You know. Uh, Eric Bieniemy comes to mind of another player's coach, offensive mind. Uh, I don't know right now. I I, I just know that uh, Eberflus kind of uh, costs us some. If he doesn't cost us the game, he puts us in a position where we're where we where we we're worse off. Uh, we're closer to losing the game than winning the game. I don't know <laughs> if that makes any sense, but yeah, uh, uh, Shane Waldron, another good good name there too. Uh, I have no idea to tell you the truth, though. I'm kind of with you on, on Harbaugh, depending on who his staff uh, brings in. But man, he he is a little bit of a psycho. <laughs> I think we need a psycho to come in here and change might. things up. <laughs> Nolan, put put Harbaugh and Olin Krutz in that in that locker room, man. <laughs> Go ahead, KB. Give me your wish list, man. You know what, man? I'm 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 gonna go ahead and just give you my I give you my coaching staff, brother. I ain't gotta give you just a, just who I believe. First of all, we we all gonna jump on the hardball train. I, I'm I'm on that train 100. percent I think with the new allegations that the, the NCAA trying to drop against them. If I was hardball, I'd just be like, you know what, man? I know y'all finna offer me a shit ton of money, but every yeah. year is something, dog. And I, I I I think I'd rather just go to the NFL. Uh, give me hardball. Uh, for for the deep for my defensive coordinator, bro, I would honestly probably lean toward trying to keep the Borgazzi guy from this staff. I I don't want to change right now from from our even front back to I. I think you built this team to be an even front. I think you need well, to trust. They just paid your cousin. He's plays nose tackle on a four three. You got Montez yeah. Sweat, who has versatility to play either. But I think yeah. he looks better as that four three end, just a big yeah. a big bear coming off the edge. And, exactly. and your linebacker core, everything is set up for a four three. 
Yeah, I was gonna say keep him and maybe promote the Phil Snow guy, whoever the guy is that they they brought in to be the the scout or whatever the hell he is. He's doing a hell of a job. That, that I, that's one thing you can say. Defenses looked a hell of a lot better. And I'm I'm also going to be on this on this train. I will go steal Shula. I'm still on this. I'm, I'm on this 100. Go steal Shula from the from the Bills. Uh, I would have him be my play caller in some capacity. If he was good enough to get Cam Newton to an MVP in the Super Bowl, yeah, you damn right. I, I believe he could do the same thing, and he's been up there with with the same type of quarterback, and they've enjoyed a lot of success. Uh, so, hey man, give give me Harbaugh with with Organzi and Snow and and Shula and Pep Hamilton. I'm always gonna be on Pep Hamilton. You always got some Pep. Always have been. Hey man, listen, I I will buy that man a drink. Shake his hand and say, "Hey, man, go do wonders with my quarterback, dog." That's that's that is what I want. I want that as my coaching staff. I believe that's a lot of teaching, and it it'll work out. Yeah, Greg Greg Gabriel's been a big fan of Pep as well. Uh, yep. close friend of his. So, mm. uh, if if that is the news, I think Barroom may have the the breaking news on that one. <laughs> Possibly, uh, Chris, do you have a wish list for coaches or? Uh... <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I can see wherever he's going with Jim Albaugh because he's a winner and uh, he's won everywhere he's gone, you know, that in college and in the NFL. I don't know if people say he's a bit of an egg case, but I fucking like a bit of an egg case. I like a bit of weird. <laughs> I like a bit of somebody who's a bit off the rails because cause I think one of the one of the things about Eberfluss is he's so much like uh like a middle manager at work. Do you know what I mean? He's sort of like a bank manager or somebody like he comes over. That's how he comes over. And I quite like the idea of having somebody who comes over with a bit of passion, a bit of bite. And uh, and obviously he's been, you know, he won a Bears player and one of his sort of heroes is Mike Dicter as well. So, I mean, if he brought, I think Dan Campbell sort of showed that, you know, in Detroit that you can have that Dicter sort of character. You know, you can st- that you can still have that. that can sort of build up your squad so much. Uh, and so I'd be really up for Harbaugh coming. Regarding other, other names, I couldn't really give you any because one of my main worries is that we're going to have a, a new play caller as a head coach. And if we draft a new quarterback, then we're going to be in a, a situation we've been in with Fields. So uh, this last sort of couple of years. So uh, it's just, it's more about, you know, who they're going to change Changes uh, head coach and uh, what's going to happen with the coach staff rather than the draft picks is more important to me right this moment in time. But I just want people who've got experience, really. Even if we do have, say, an inexperienced player caller, do what we're doing with the defense and bring that snow in, like a, like just a bit of like an older expert who could come in and it could, you know, bounce ideas off and he might see things slightly different. I mean, that could be really good. Uh, but yeah. It's just be nice to get somebody a bit of uh, a bit of um, a bit of issues being there, done it and being a winner. And our board's done that really. And maybe it's just the um, the Mikasses are a bit sort of maybe their sort of character to work with. But sometimes you know you got to, you got to make that sort of sacrifice if it's just a, a personality clash. Because obviously the, you got to look at the Bears. That's the most important thing as the organisation. Not not your own little priorities about who you like. So yeah, up for Harbaugh. But anybody else, I'd just like to have somebody with a bit of experience or bring in somebody with a bit of experience to help that uh, new head coach. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are all 
Go ahead, KB. I, I, I do. I am gonna throw this name out there because I, I believe he he would have actually been a really good hire if they would have chose to hire him over the last cycle. What's my man's name? That's the defensive coordinator in uh, Dallas. The one was he was the old uh, Falcons. Dan Quinn. Yep. I. There is a situation that if you were bringing in a defensive coach and, you know what I'm saying, I know people are floating out uh, Tomlin's name and everything like yeah. that, and you got uh, Buddy's name in, in Minnesota, Flores, that uh, our, our good friend Severo loves. Uh, I believe Quinn would would actually be a really good coach, a really good head coach. You know, I believe he's a great evaluator. Well, I ain't going to say great. He's a very good evaluator of, of coaching talent. Because you got to realize, his wasn't his OC, my man that's out there in 40, in 49 of the land right now, the head coach. So I, I, I would trust Dan Quinn to pick a, a good a good coaching staff and, and bring in the talent necessary. The only thing I believe is that he does do the eye front. But that being said, I, I think he would also be a really, really good candidate to be a head coach. Because like I said, I don't think he would he – would, I think he can manage a roster well, and I think he can manage the staff well. So if you didn't get Harbaugh and you had to pivot, and he was somebody you could pivot to, give me give me Dan Quinn. I would I would I would love to have him. I would have, I would love to have him two years ago. Dan Quinn's a hell of a coach, so that'd be my other name. I think I think Dan Quinn was kind of told through backdoor channels in Dallas that mm-hmm. hey, you're you're our coach in waiting. I think because he turned down a lot of jobs, he turned down interviews and stuff to go to other places uh so i think he's just kind of waiting on mccarthy yeah. to inevitably fuck it up down there <laughs> yeah. and then he steps into that job which is i mean it's quote-unquote america's team but it's uh you know they're always in the headlines they're i feel like they're always on prime time on my tv <laughs> whether they're good or bad well so. sean my the other guy on weekend sports betting tips is a Cowboys fan. He says Mike McCarthy's one of the worst coaches in the NFL. You know, so what you're saying there, I'm with you. You know, as soon as McCarthy is gone, they'll probably uh, step up uh, Dan Quinn. But if Harbaugh brought someone like Greg Roman, who had a lot of success with uh, Kaepernick uh, and 49ers, arguably a really good offensive mind, uh, that could be something there. And then uh, uh, hiring, you know, a, a, the right uh, defensive coordinator, but I know four, 49ers run a three four though. I think right, they're no, the they're, they're a four three. Are they four three yeah, now? Okay, yeah, because right, uh, yeah, they got Bosa and and uh, Chase Young coming off the edge and Hargrave in the middle. Uh, I don't okay. think they have the salary cap that the rest of the league has. When, when Fangio <laughs> was was Fa- <laughs> Fangio was there, right? Forward. Was Fangio in in San Francisco, right? He was Harbaugh's defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio. Yeah, yeah. So they ran a three four then, but uh, when the when the when the Bears, you know, went to four from four three to three four, then back to four three. I just hate all that shit because then you've got to yeah, draft yeah. new players. You know, it, it arguably costs you uh, draft re- capital. You know, draft resources. But and, uh, and we have players stepping into those. Uh, uh, Dexter, you know, Javon Dexter, who I wasn't a big fan of the pick. I liked the Zach Pickens pick better than that one, but he stepped yeah. in and he's got surprised. I mean, he's me. playing really well. Uh, he's got. I think he leads rookies on. Uh, quarterback pressures percentage, which is, I mean, we heard Jalen Carter all offseason. He was the best player in the draft. Well, we got a guy with a better pass rush in the second round and didn't have to use the yeah. top 10 pick on a on a red flag. So That guy is built like a 
you know, it's like, like if you if you designed a defensive lineman in a lab, it'd be like Gervon Dexter's like, you know, pure muscle, 6'5", 3'10", 320, you know, just. I was uh, thinking this last week after the big third and 15 where they put um, Justin Jones back there and tried to cover the tight end with him. You have a 6'6 defensive tackle on your roster if you want to have him just taking up space yeah. and you just put him in that situation. I mean, yeah. I'd rather not. I would rather have a linebacker or a corner or a safety trying to cover him. But if you're putting a defensive tackle in that situation, you've got a big, huge defensive tackle that you could have put in that situation. And it then it goes back to coaching. I don't, I just, yeah, I, I, <laughs> the, 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 the thing is, is like uh, Chicago Bears fans, media, uh, everybody – uh, what for whatever reason we don't know what to do with the quarterback, you know, uh, Justin. We've never drafted a talent uh, like Justin Fields before at, at the quarterback position. The Bears have never had this. It's like they didn't know what to do with him. You know, they didn't, they didn't know what they had last year. He took uh, what, three long touchdown runs. I, I guarantee you, they probably didn't know he was capable of doing st- something like that. But this year, they're not running him at all. There's no, I mean, the past. Uh, a few games, there's been some designed runs and stuff. But uh, if, if you want to uh, get the most out of uh, uh, fields, you got to run some play action, get the pocket moving, roll out, sprint outs. So that's where he's best, throwing on the run. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're in the shotgun so much, yeah. you know, and the wide receiver screens and stuff, you know, uh, when when they throw a slant, you know, the slant pass has worked, but we're, we're content to sit back and throw some screens. You know, yeah. now last week we're getting forty-four percent pressure rate. I mentioned that on on Bear Souls. Forty-four percent of the time when he dropped back, somebody was was pressuring him. You know, there's not a lot of quarterbacks that have success with the pressure rate like that. It just not happened in the NFL. Yeah. You know, we have to be realistic. I, uh, uh, I if, if we reset at quarterback, fine. I'm going to support whoever it is. You know, I just I just don't think uh, uh, we should give up on a talent like Justin Fields this early. You know, because, you know, he had a lame duck coach, Matt Nagy. He had a, a, a first-time play caller, Luke Getze. And then this year, you know, the roster was crap last year. This year he's had a little bit of – but he's got nobody but DJ Moore still. Give him some weapons. Give him. Cole Komet's been really well. Cole really Komet's well. been good. We need, to, we need to tighten up the interior of the offensive line. A good center would go a long way. Another big guard uh, and 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 – a left tackle, I think you get better. I love Braxton Jones, but I think you, you get better there. I mean, that's another big thing. Tevin Jenkins goes down with a concussion last week, and yep. we continue to – the guy looks fantastic when he's on the field, but you can only you can only rely on him for 70% of the season, and that's, and that's hopeful. You know what I mean? It, 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 it really sucks mm-hmm. to see him go down. Um but uh, I, I know I missed a big chunk of the show, but have we talked about the game today at all? <laughs> or have yeah. We just, yeah. Yeah. Anthony, Anthony gave us uh, uh, some picks and stuff, but uh, yeah. Uh, Anthony, and I both think the back door will be open though for, uh, for, a, for a, a cover for the Falcons. But let me, let me tell you one thing. Uh, the Cardinals have only one road win all season. They're two and three since Kyler Murray returned uh, before the 24, 10, win at the Pittsburgh Steelers in week three, their season high in scoring on the road was only 16 points. So take that into consideration. I like the over in this game. I, I mean, Bears games last year towards the end of the season, really, when I mean, we were making money on the over last season. Uh, I think there'll be some points here. Uh, 
the Bears have not really blown anybody out. So four mm-hmm. four points seems big to yeah. me. But I, I honestly I have no reading other than I like I like points in this game. Yeah, I mean the mm-hmm. over to me last week sounded good, and I'm pretty sure the under hit. <laughs> it was it just a defense of uh, under the hook. Punt, okay. punt, 37, punt, 37 points. The line was 37 and a half. I had yeah. the under. I, I got so lucky. Yeah. You know? So I, I just, it's hard for me to look at this defense and say, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored today, even though Arizona's defense isn't fantastic. I mean, they play really but hard. They play hard. Yeah. Exactly. They play really hard. They play this is hard. a team that beat the Cowboys. So it's not like, yep. um, I mean, it's not like they're not showing up for games, which, is insane. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like the four points as well. Uh, I picked it on my 12 ounce core route podcast. We picked every game this weekend and they were shocked that I picked, uh, Arizona plus four. And I was like, I mean, we, we just beat the Browns by three. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't see it being a boat race either way. I think it's going to be a close game and weather shouldn't be a factor. Yeah. Uh, I just looked it it up. It's 48 degrees and sunny. So the fog. The fog. It's, it's been really bad out here. <laughs> really? Really bad. I took so I, t- I had to take my mom to uh Chicago yesterday. And three in the morning. I mean, it's it's a soup bowl. You can barely see. So I, it is it's still pretty heavy out right now. So it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be foggy as shit. Yeah. Is your mom is your mom gonna be in the stands this weekend? No, my mother is actually going to Guam. Well, she's in Guam now to visit my younger brother who's in the Navy. So, oh. uh, wow, what yeah, a trip! She, she flew, oh, I guess, really? Yeah, she said, yeah. uh, what, 12 hours over over the water to go to Tokyo and uh, another four to go to Guam from Tokyo. I made that flight a couple times, man. Yeah, Six, yeah 16 hours for me. <laughs> it's it's a so long hard. flight. My guy that I work with, uh, he he's in the Navy, and uh, me and him were talking. He was like, "Yeah, man, so is your brother in the? Is he on a on a sub?" Like, nah, he loads the loads the, the planes and shit with with the bullets and the missiles and shit. He was like, "Oh, I said shit. Now that I know there's a sub base in Guam, I'm having to talk shit, dog. You could have been on a, a giant floating dick. You could have been." Uh, on a- <laughs> there's a there's the guy I work with that uh, he was a submariner, and I always. I always give him shit. I was like, "Yeah, you're in a big metal tube full of semen." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, he said uh, that the the joke of of Navy submariners is uh, sixteen sailors go down and uh, eight couples come up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Maybe he, maybe maybe it's good that he's not on the sub, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to talk about uh, Dante Foreman being out for this game. It just says personal reasons. Uh, you know, I, I, he he's not injured. Does anybody know why he's out? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it pop up uh, when I was off air. Actually, um, I hope it's nothing serious for the guy. I love I love uh, yeah. I love his game, man. Uh, he's been the best running back on the team all season yeah. long. Till he tries to hurdle someone. <laughs> I mean, he imagine imagine if he had started the season as the starter, we might have one extra yeah. win. But, yeah, that, that, those first four games is really biting us in the ass here at the end, where we could be yep. yeah. making a playoff yeah. push. We started out zero and four, and you just yeah. uh, just ugly. Yeah, the three uh, three we have three double digit losses in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's just that's an NFL record. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I have that here I mean, I mean, I mean, Go ahead, Chris. I mean, that, that to me sort of 
So that to me illustrates how poor the coaching's been. That especially that first game against Green Bay, they had the whole off season to prepare for that game. Aaron Rodgers didn't play it, and we came out like we did do. And that continued for four, three more games. And that really worries me as well. He's like, how can we what prepared enough? How can we how can we didn't start the season up and running? You know, how come it felt like we were still playing pre-season football practically, you know, into like the end of September, start of October? So that's one side of the coaching staff that's always worried me. Sort of, how would have thought they started off a season that poorly when you've had three or four months off to like get your ass together, get the team together, get the play calling to you, which is the most important thing. And they come out like we did do. So uh, that's another negative against the coaches that we got. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I do have the numbers on that. Uh, in the second half, uh, Bears blew a double-digit lead for the third time versus the Browns. So that double-digit blown lead by the Bears, that puts them tied for the most in NFL history uh, in one season. Three yeah. double-digit blown leads. Uh, the 21-point blown lead to the Denver Broncos in week four, that's the largest in Bears franchise history. Yeah, yeah. Ibrahimovic just keeps breaking records, man. He's the only coach to win a game this year yeah. without went without scoring a touchdown. Um, yep. <laughs> he blew all these leads. Um, just, yep. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, Tevin Jenkins will be out for this game. I've got a list of uh, of of out. Marquise yeah. Brown out. Hollywood Brown will be out for this one for the Cardinals. Uh, Greg Dortch, the receiver, is not bad. He's questionable. Uh, linebacker Victor Dimukeji is questionable. Cornerback Antonio Hamilton questionable. Cornerback Garrett Williams, a little banged up in the in the secondary with safety Andre Chichere also questionable. Think, Cole Komet, who was questionable, he'll play today. Yeah, I think I feel like Cole Komet would play through a damn Myers. game. Yeah, if he was missing his leg, he'd still he's, go out yeah. there and try. He's got a, a quadriceps injury. <laughs> uh, but Dante Foreman being out, I, I mean that. I, Right, you want to pound the ball, you know, versus the Cardinals. They're not that good against the run. You know, that's how you beat them. I will have to, we'll have to be pounded with Herbert and Johnson. But uh, that's the thing is that uh, Getzey never saw a pass play he didn't love, especially screen pass. Well, you know? last week we get the ball on the two yard line. Yeah, and Roshan Johnson doesn't even get in the game. Yep, not one and touch. Then when you're on your own one, you hand it to him. He gets twenty three. Yeah. Like, how do you not see Roshan Johnson? Is a monster, dude. Khalil Herbert loved him last year, but this year yeah. he hasn't ran the same, and it's been even worse okay, since his injury. Do, do you think uh, he's been injured yeah. a little bit, he, Herbert? I know he had the injuries yeah. out for a few yeah. games. Uh, he, he's obviously bothered by something. You know, the, the explosiveness hasn't been there. You know, when he has gotten in the game these past few weeks, but I'm, I'm yeah. telling y'all now, bro. I'm calling. I'm calling my shot next year. The the backfield is going to be Roshan and Saquon. I guarantee you. I <laughs> we'll guarantee say Quan, uh, him, him in the offseason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially, especially oh, when say, they had the little tidbit where, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the where Jared <laughs> Payton was saying that he talked to him. Yeah. I, I absolutely believe that he would have hit the market. I think the Bears would have went. That, that would have probably been one of the Bears' big free agent picks. I believe they, they want somebody mm-hmm. like him. Who can be everything? You you want somebody like Christian McCaffrey go be safe one? Yeah, I mean he does. He is able to do it all. Um, but uh, and, and Roshan Roshan coming off the bench would be fucking amazing for that. 
the chat room seems to be in agreement. Get yeah. get them a little Saquon Barkley. I think uh, uh, I think we got to start hitting these predictions. We got about twenty minutes left, uh, yeah. so we'll hit our. Uh, I'll start at Tooch and go down and around. Give me a score prediction, a bold prediction. Your MVB, most valuable bear. And then go ahead and hit your shout-outs and stuff. Go ahead, Tooch. Yeah, I'll go uh, 24-21 Bears victory. Uh, that'll put us at 45. It's a 43-and-a-half total right about there. Uh, I think the Cardinals keep it close. I, I, I'd like to see the Bears blow them out and, like, you know, uh, uh, Fields have a good day. Uh, I, I think it is a, a, a great spot for Fields right now. If uh, Against a lesser, mm. a lesser defense – uh, they give up. They've given up. Uh, they gave up four passing touchdowns last week. So if uh, if uh, if he doesn't get two, would be a little bit of a disappointment. I'd like to see him do some running uh, a little bit, keeping plays alive. Uh, I'm afraid of the play calling in the second half. That's why I think that back door will be open. Uh, most valuable player, man. Uh, boy. Uh, I think I'll go. I'll go. Uh, uh, DJ Moore in this one. The Cardinals secondary is awful. You know, and like I said, they're all banged up in the secondary. There's going to be some DJ Moore. Uh, I think he goes for close to 100 yards. And uh, shout outs, man. Uh, thanks for Anthony for coming on here. And uh, uh, you guys got to meet my partner. And uh, I want to say Merry Christmas to all you guys, all the barflies, everybody in the bar room. I uh, hope everyone has a great Christmas. Uh, I got a, I got a Christmas ham. My wife, my wife likes making, you know, Filipino style ham. And I'm like, I'm like, look, you got to get yourself the cured smoked, you know, ham where it's pink, you know, you get the glaze on there and stuff, maybe <laughs> toothpicks of pineapples in there get some Hell sweet yeah. potatoes and you know, green bean casserole, mashed potatoes and gravy and stuff. And, uh, so I'll be cooking, uh, in a little bit here when we get out of here. Nice Christmas ham. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm. Down with the same. I'm, I'm a ham guy for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, KB. <laughs> you're you're muted, bud. <laughs> I was looking at the chat and I was like, "Why is he being quiet?" Then I looked over, I saw your lips moving, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> man, it's a lot of people that see that his lips moving, but ain't nothing coming out." God, <laughs> no, I'm playing. Uh, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. 27 to uh, I say 27 to 20 uh, Bears in this one. I it's it's going it's an awkward an awkward spot. It, it's it's primed to be one of those Justin Fields goes off games. Uh, I don't know if it happens. I like I don't I just don't trust play calling. I don't trust them to get him in a rhythm to get going. Uh, but I I do feel that the running game should be leaned on today. Uh, so that then leads into my MVB. I'm gonna go with Roshan today. I my, my bold prediction is this: I give uh, Roshan his first hundred yard game nice. today. I, I think he gets going since Foreman is gonna be out. Ooh, I think Roshan gets going, and I hope they they give it to him early and keep going. Uh, that being like said, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna say he's gonna have multiple touchdowns. I, I do kind of feel like it's, it's gonna be kind of close to a, a Justin passing day. He gets he gets a couple of scores, which would be good for him. Uh, but yeah, MVB on this one, I'm giving Roshan and both prediction first hundred yard game. And shout out, oh, shout out, shout out, oh, shout out to everybody in chat, man. Uh, happy holidays for whatever you celebrate, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Uh, shit, I don't I don't care if you 
throw a hat down and dance around it. I don't I don't give a damn. Happy holidays. <laughs> you Festivus family. is that Festivus okay? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Uh again, I've seen a couple people that never in the chat that uh the military man, happy holidays to you guys and thank you for your service yet again. Uh, uh and uh to y'all man, happy holidays, brothers of will wish we were all close together that we could all link up for a day and, and just get drunk and eat holiday ham since that's what it's what the thing is. I would be just fine with that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be the black guy and say I was rocking chicken, but some wings would be dope. Uh, <laughs> especially some smoked wings. I mean, <laughs> smoked wings and beer. But uh, happy holidays to everybody and everybody in the barroom, man. Uh, thanks for Anthony for coming on, which I was on earlier. But like I said, I had a I had a shitty situation to handle. Uh, <laughs> uh, and just like that, man, love everybody, man. Bear down. Absolutely. Uh, go ahead, Chris. Uh, Awesome, mate. Uh, I think the Bears are going to win this one. My score is 21 to 14 to the Bears. I think my my Bears MVP. I want to see, I want to see Sweat continue his dominance on the defensive line and, and getting our rest of our linemen playing better and and just putting pressure on that little fucking quarterback. Kyler Murray's about the same height as me, so he's small. <laughs> and I just want to see Sweat continue, continue what he's been doing and I just want to see that defence continue to play at that high level um, yeah, just want to wish everybody a happy Christmas or happy holidays as you say in the States um, yeah, I hope everybody has a good time, I think we're having turkey so there'll be no, no, ham, no ham at this side of the pond it'll be turkey, it'll be turkey tomorrow um, and yeah, just it's just awesome to spend time with you boys and you know, we've only got two shows left after this one, the siege has just gone like that. But yeah, I think the Bears are going to win it. And shout out to everybody in the chat as well. Everybody have a good Christmas. And uh, I just stay safe, man, and just love each other. <laughs> <Until Absolutely. it hurts. laughs> Chris trying to start world peace in here, man. That's what's up. Uh, <laughs> so um, oh, yeah. <laughs> my score prediction, as I said, I believe that the Arizona Cardinals cover their four-point spread. Um Give me Bears uh, 24, um, 24, Cardinals 21. Um, and, of course, since we've all picked the Bears, they're probably going to lose because that's just kind of what they do. That's what they did last week. <laughs> um, but uh, my MVB, man, I, I was thinking DJ Moore, and then Tooch took it, and then I was like, well, I got Roshan, and then KB took it, <laughs> and then uh, – I was like, well, maybe I'll go defense. And then Chris said, I'll take give me sweat. So uh, uh, my MVB. Um, man, Justin Fields. I'd like to say Justin. I feel like that's an easy one, though, because I think he's going to have a good game against this defense. I want to go with a defensive guy. Um, give me Jaquan Brisker to have a shit ton of tackles today. Uh, and maybe gets himself a pick. Um, so so that'll be my MVB. And maybe that's my bold prediction is that he actually catches the interception this time and it doesn't bounce off his hands. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah. So I got I got Bears winning, Cardinals covering. Um, got my MVB out of the way. My shout-outs, first and foremost, shout-out to you guys for holding down the fort when your boy's Wi-Fi was on the fritz. Merry Christmas, of course. Uh, yeah, uh, Just doing this the whole time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas to everybody in the chat and everybody on here, uh, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Uh, happy holidays to you and your family. 
Um, make sure you spend some time with your family because you never know what could happen in the next year. This, you know, this could be the last Christmas you have with, uh, with a certain loved one. And, uh, I hate to put it that way, but that's the way it is. Um, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to every military, uh, member that is overseas right now, protecting our freedom. I've been there before. I've watched my son open Christmas gifts over Skype and it's not. It's not easy, but uh, definitely shout out to you guys for doing that um, and protecting our freedoms. <clears throat> um, yeah, so I, I mean, I hit all my shout outs and uh, I, we do a Christmas Eve tradition that we've kind of started where we go to Applebee's and get a little bite to eat. And then we come back and do a, yeah. a small Christmas thing with with some of her family. And then tomorrow's, of course, the big the big Christmas celebration. We do ham. We did. We did turkey on Thanksgiving, Chris. So we do ham uh, for Christmas, um, and and looking forward to all that. I'm off all next week, so I'm hoping that Santa brings me a new Call of Duty I can play next week and uh, get into that <laughs> a little bit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I I mean, I guess that's it, fellas. We'll come back next week and and recap this thing and talk about. Um, the Bears taking on the Falcons and and see if we can make that playoff push. Um, before we do leave, is, is there anything that Justin Fields can do in this game to maybe win over some of his detractors? I don't there's, think there's anything nothing, in this right? game. I think the the biggest game that he could have done was last week against the Browns and maybe Week 18 against the Packers. Maybe, yeah. but Good I don't point. see him doing anything the next two weeks that's going to make people say. This but, is my quarterback. This right. is who I'm riding with. It'll uh, be uh, well. He was playing the Cardinals, but they wouldn't right. say the same thing. That was the number one defense in the NFL last week when he played. Absolutely on the road. Yeah, you know, yeah. forty four percent pressure rate. You know, I don't care if you're Tom Brady. You know, yeah, just, you know they throw for over hundred yards. On yeah, Brady, Brady would have thrown for one hundred and fifty. You know, yeah, yeah. They showed all the quarterback stats yeah. against that Browns defense, even. Brock Purdy and some of these great quarterbacks in the league have I mean Joe Burrow has still yet to beat the Browns. I, mean, I was gonna say just, two two catches changed the entire narrative. Yeah. Yep. And you uh you Bears fans would love to have Joe Burrow in a Bears uniform, I'll tell you that right yeah. now. Man, I would I mean, too. But my that's my son's favorite player. So yeah, I don't know. Uh I did want to put this up before I head yeah. out. I sent this yeah. out to Aldo. Last week we had a ugly Christmas sweater party, nice. and uh, this is your Look boy. Got some uh, got Man. some ornaments in the beard. That's my son Scotty and uh, <laughs> and my wife Mallory. My uh, my I Christmas like sweater beard, says uh, "Merry Christmas, the Shitters Fool." That's my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> Christmas That's uh, uh, cousin cousin Eddie. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I feel like the cousin Eddie of this show. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> man, hey, swing by in that RV, pick me up in Des Moines. <laughs> you got it, brother. <laughs> hey, man, hold on, hold on. He got he to gotta come through this way first. <laughs> pick up KB and then hit me up in, uh, in Iowa as we head west. We'll end up in George Silvera's. <laughs> all, right, all right, fellas. We'll just leave everybody with a Merry Christmas and a bear down. Merry Christmas, y'all. Bear down, baby. Merry Christmas. Bear down.